You're listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Learn about local issues, meet candidates, and find out what we're doing to bring more options to Georgia voters. Hey everyone, this is Nathan Wilson. I'm the Executive Director of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. And today we'll be talking about the amendments and referendums that will be on the November ballot. So first off, we have the First Amendment that will be on the ballot, which is portion of revenue from outdoor recreation equipment sales, tax deductions to land conservation funds amendment. This amendment basically is allowing a portion uh, of sales at recreational equipment venues like REI, uh, Cabela's, and other places like that to put a portion of or if all sales tax towards this conservation fund. This in concept is a great idea if you want to create a pool of money that can be used later for issues of uh, erosion, uh, needing replacement for damage from natural disasters, and other conservation type projects, which would be protection of forest areas or other wetlands. The problem with this amendment that this creates a special pool of money and additionally taking pool of money out of the general revenue stream that could be abused later down the road. We've actually seen this in the past uh, in the national level with the Social Security Fund, which was a special pool of money set aside to build interest over time, but then was rated uh, to use for spending for other projects. In Georgia, we've seen this done with other special line item things like the Hope Scholarship Fund. The Hope Scholarship Fund was put money into for education, but then money was pulled out because the money was being brought in for the Hope Scholarship Fund. So, in essence, this is, seems like a really good project, but further down the road, we'll see possible tax increases in order to offset with the revenue not coming in from those revenue streams, and then possible abuses of uh, projects, uh, which we'll talk about later uh, with another amendment. The other amendment, on the next amendment on the ballot is the business court creation. This one has, allows for the governor to create uh, and appoint judges that will specifically deal with businesses. As of right now, in 2018, the governor can appoint people to the Board of Regents who hold uh, seven-year terms in those offices and allow uh, the distribution of money to school systems. So the money that is pulled in and is put out towards public schools and colleges uh, is done by the Board of Regents of Georgia. This is a very unique uh, concept nationwide. Not a lot of states have anything like this. The problem is with this, there is no oversight for these individuals. It is just an appointed by the governor. And these individuals, uh, we've recently had two appointed to the Board of Regents by Nathan Deal, those people will serve out through the whole first term of the next governor and most of the following term uh, of the next governor if the, the governor does changes. So about a seven-year period, that person will be in, off, uh, be in a position to allocate funds. So the current governor will have no control over that. The same could be said for this judge appointment. On... The next election, we'll have Brian Kemp 
Stacey Abrams or Ted Metz as governor of Georgia. And those individuals will be appointing judges who will not have any way to be removed if they're abuse of power. Also, the type of politics of which they want to push forward will be the type of policies moving forward from that judge. So in the case of Stacey Abrams or a Democrat in the future, those could be very anti-capitalist and very bad for business long term. You could also just as easily get persons who have special interest groups who will be favoring certain businesses or certain business groups within the state of Georgia. On top of this, this amendment is completely unnecessary because most businesses use an arbitration system in order to solve differences. If you look in almost any contract, there's an arbitration cause, which absolutely removes it from the court system in the first place. So not only is this unnecessary, but it also grows the power of the governor's office. The third amendment that will be on the ballot is the Forest and Land Timberland Conservation. Now, this one's very personal to me because I went to school for environmental policy. And I own a good chunk of land. I've worked with the Bureau of Land Management and other state agencies in order to see what we can do in order to provide fire breaks, uh, other safety procedures, and things like that. What I've learned, and the reason I never pursued that career, was that most of these agencies actually do not provide well-thought-out or well-established means of conservation. An excellent example is this is a business cannot clear-cut land in order to sell or rezone their property. So what they'll do is they'll thin out an area and remove majority of the trees. We had property down the road that was in need of rezoning, and they removed every single tree except for poplar trees. Poplar trees are not really sought after for pulpwood or uh, wood production as far as custom cabinets or any type of structural integrity. So those are left there. So they're not very valuable. So this is one of the reasons they didn't take it. Also, once you thin out the trees around the poplar trees, they are prone to be knocked down by high winds. And most of them have been knocked down. So even though the forestry group that thinned out the trees, there's a paid company which was approved by the state of Georgia under their guidelines, followed the rules it is essentially a clear-cut land. So you're using a poor practice in order to uh, use land conservation in this, in this manner. And those practices will now have an ability to be redefined under this uh, code. So they will be able to redefine uh, the the size and area of forest land, and then also be able to set the tax rates for those forest lands. There is a need to address private land ownership conservation. And the best way to actually do this is not by having a government uh, bureau in order to use tax incentives in order to encourage or discourage people from removing trees from their land or by uh, trying to rezone their land. The best way to do this is actually looking at it at a restoration ecology standpoint, which is actually a growing field. And the Kennesaw State University actually has a few experts on this project that we could actually look at in order to 
address those concerns on private land. We do not need additional ability to abuse uh, of tax of abuse of increase in taxes and the uh, uh, regulation of zoning for forest land. Amendment number four. So this one is Marcy's Law, which is nationally getting a lot of attention. The law in itself is really good. It is great. A lot of these uh, laws are already on the books. This will put it in the Georgia Constitution as being uh, kind of more permanent and much more in your face. And a lot of prosecutors and defenders are actually liking this law. So voting yes on this is actually a very good thing. The problem I have with this is as of right now, if you stood outside a courthouse and quoted the Georgia Constitution, Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 11, you would be arrested for jury tampering. So having it in the Georgia Constitution doesn't necessarily provide legal protection that you may be able to share this information with other people. You can actually have additional laws or regulations put in by state municipalities or police departments or courts that would prevent you sharing this information to other individuals. And we need to start addressing the ability to share and educate people on what their rights are and be able to protect those rights if these constitutional amendments are to have actual teeth in the matter. Amendment 5, school sales tax referendum. This one is frustrating uh, for a few reasons. The need for this referendum is it allows uh, counties to put in additional taxes for their uh, constituents in order to pay for uh, cost of schools. Cobb County, for example, is one of the largest school districts in the United States. And they have an increasing budget over the years. However, the revenue keeps going down for that school district. The problem is you pay in your property taxes, and it goes to the state, and it goes into the general fund, and then the Board of Regents then gets to distribute that money out. So say a million dollars gets paid in by Cobb County, but they only get $800,000 back. They don't get 100% of the funds they have back. Plus, by going to the general fund, that money is pooled with the federal money and Hope Scholarship money, which is pulled from the Georgia Lottery. And then 100% of that funds is not put back into schools. So there's a money being taken off the top in general for this fund. And then the funds... Uh, that are being put forward by the counties are not receiving 100% of their revenue back. And now counties are having to offset that cost by increasing additional taxes. The money is there for schools. You just need to get the money back to those schools. We do not need additional revenue streams for counties in order to offset spending that the state is doing. So we also have two referendums that will be on the ballot. So referendum A, do you approve 
a new homestead exemption in municipality corporations that located in more than one county for the purpose uh, of uh, basically tax abatements for ad valorem taxes because a, a land in a few counties. Again, back to the tax revenue problem. This is removing revenue streams that need to have other revenue streams to compensate for. This is unnecessary uh, if you are trying if you're trying to raise money for schools uh, to pay for po- uh, fire departments to pay for cops, then you need to be keeping these taxes in place and not adding additional taxes. So you're offering one tax break and one referendum and then offering a tax increase and, a, and an amendment. These seems to be two problems that will solve themselves if you just quit putting your hand in the cookie jar in the general fund. And referendum B. Shall, shall the act be approved which provides an exemption from the Valorum taxes on nonprofit homes for the mentally disabled if they include business corporations in the ownership structure of financial purposes. Last year, uh, this last legislative session, a bill already passed in Georgia's legislature which lowered and gave exemptions to these individuals. This was House Bill 195. So these individuals already are offered these uh, uh, benefits and now they're looking for more. There was also an additional bill two years ago that had a similar effect and had to be changed to the current bill, HB 195, which did pass in 2018. This is redundant in the fact that they're offering additional tax breaks and additional financial incentives for individuals uh, who meet these requirements. That is all the amendments and referendums that we have. Voting no on all of these amendments, uh, maybe yes on Marcy's Law, is my personal recommendation for uh, the ballot initiatives. Same thing with the referendums. Voting no on these redundant and technically useless referendums that provide no benefit to Georgia constituents but do value special interest groups. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. The theme song for this episode was Metaltania by Kevin MacLeod, released to the public domain through freepd.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us and leave a review. You can email the show's producers at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. If you're a libertarian in the state of Georgia, don't forget to find your local affiliate at lpgeorgia.com.